And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe a It's a little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Guys, hello and welcome back to the podcast, or welcome for the first time ever, if this is the first time ever you're listening. I'm not always going to do a little jingle off the top. I'm not. This week, I chatted to Christoph Davidson, who is not only a truly excellent Canadian comic, he is also my friend. Saying friend is putting it lightly. And listen, I've redone this intro a bunch of times already for a podcast that really doesn't even need an intro. Um, And I've done it a bunch of times because I keep getting caught up on how to describe Christoph because I truly love him. I love him for real, and he knows that, but it feels funny saying that out loud to the internet. So I love this man. He is, he's, he's a great human. And yeah, I guess we'll just leave it there. Do you need to know that? Maybe you do. Maybe you do to understand the context of our conversation about family. Um, what else? I said he was a comic. He is a comic. You can follow him on Twitter. He's killing it on Twitter. He's so funny on Twitter. Check out this Christoph. You know how to spell this, and you know how to spell Christoph. It's Christopher without the R. This Christoph, that's him on Twitter. Um, and then go check out one of his live shows or something sometime if you're in Toronto. I, I, I was just about to say I think he's a great comic, and I do, but now you know that I also truly love him. So do you accept my opinion? Maybe I just see him through the eyes of love always. No, he's super funny. Um, so check that out. This, the, this podcast may start like the teeniest bit slow, but around two minutes, 30 seconds, I think. Anyway, about two minutes in, we, we hit it. We hit the meat. If the podcast were a sandwich and we're taking a bite out of it, we, we strike meat and then we just keep chomping. Is that a thing? That's not a great metaphor, but you know what I'm saying. Hunk. The first few bites of a sandwich are sometimes just crust and lettuce, and then hunk, you hit the meat. I don't even eat meat. Do people talk about hitting the meat? Maybe I need to eat a meat sandwich because I don't know why that metaphor just popped up or why I ah, seem so excited about it hitting the meat. Oh goodness. Um, <laughs> okay. I just made an inappropriate sexual joke in my own head, which I didn't share with you, but which I continued to giggle at. Enjoy this podcast. You guys enjoy your lives and um, I'll see you back next week. If you want to contribute to the conversation, which I hope you do head on over to no more radio.com and like write some comments and stuff. I love the comments. The comments are great. And, um, and it helps us build a community. I don't know. Anyway, enjoy this one. See you guys. Hey. Hey. How's your family? Uh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you well know, there, uh, uh, my mom, uh, bought a horse recently and she retired and bought a pony. Yeah, she did do that. Like, yeah. Every, every little princess wants. So <laughs> she's doing that and, uh, she's having a bit of trouble. Uh, falling off of them, but uh, she's determined to find one that will work. So, um, so yeah, she's good. Uh, stepfather's good, working hard, almost retired in two years. I think he's happy about that. Father is great, off in France, working on a mountain, selling sandwiches. And uh, stepmother is also selling sandwiches. So that's the... I didn't know this about the selling sandwiches. What yeah. What do you do? Yeah, my father uh, owns a place called the Croque Show in uh, Monton in mm-hmm. the south of France and sells uh, yeah, paninis and the croissants. The and hot rooster. Pain chocolat. 
No, uh, oh, the, not the cock show, not the hot cock. <laughs> yeah, it's a translation. The cochon, the pig? No, cock show. So uh, like cock is like a bite, like in French, like, uh, a, like, a, like a hot bite. Okay. Hot bite. <laughs> hot rooster. Right across from uh, 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 a kid's toy store. Which is called baby seduction. What? Why? Yeah, what? I don't know. In English or in too, French? Um, not baby seduction, but like, yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, it's not really two words that should be put together, but there, there you are. There he is. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> How's your family? Am I allowed <laughs> to ask right. you the question? No, not really. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> my microphones, my rules. <laughs> Because, well, I was thinking about the question. We we knew that we wanted to talk about family today. Yes. And we needed a question. Mm-hmm. And instead of a question like, what's a family? Which I was afraid people wouldn't listen to. We yeah. picked something cheeky like, hey, how's your family? Yeah. And as we were thinking about it, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to talk about my family. Because I think I still have too many issues about my family, mm-hmm. regarding my family. But in general, I think everybody's doing fine. Yeah, I, I saw know. last time I saw mom and dad. They seem pretty happy, pretty yeah. proud of you. It's been at least a week since I spoke to anyone because I was off with your family. Yeah, doing that whole, that whole thing, mm-hmm. which was good. Not at the sandwich shop in France, though. That would be cool. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, how's how's my family? Family, right? We wanted to talk about what kind of family we would you would make, or what kind of family uh, what you think you know would make. Okay, let's just get into it. I, <laughs> here's the thing, folks. Here's what I, uh, Christoph Davidson, have been spinning around my head for a couple of years. Um, well, I guess we all have seen monogamous, one-on-one, heterosexual, or even homosexual relationships uh, work or not. But I had the idea that I thought I don't know when it landed in my head one day that there could be other arrangements for families that could have just as uh, much of an opportunity to succeed or fail, um, but might maybe hedge your bets a bit more with success. And the one I thought of, I thought of a cool family, uh, and it could work in any which way, but this is what I thought worked. I have a lot of friends who happen to be lesbians, and we get along pretty well. <laughs> Two very, like, you know, one very important one sitting across from me. But people who I really get along with great and seem to seem to I don't know, have a relationship that that functions a bit better. So what I thought, you know, today's day and age, money problems being as they are and people not having enough time. I thought an interesting family setup would be a lesbian couple and a heterosexual couple um, and you would have two kids. Um, so. Basically, I guess one one of uh, one with the lesbian couple uh, would, would you, the the man would donate hand over gift uh, some of his sperm, and then the heterosexual couple would have one kid, and then there'd be two kids, twice as many parents, twice as much financial stability, twice as much time, twice as much um, education for the kid to learn from different opinions. Um, and it could just, I don't know, I thought that could actually be a family dynamic that could work. How many people have you shared this with? Because as you're talking about it now, you yeah. seem almost like shy to even talk about it. I know, it. which is weird. Because if it's, you really believe in it, I mean, own it. What's going on? What? Have people have people heard your idea and been uh, like, that's bullshit, well, that's I, not going to work? I've only told, I think, a few people. And they, 
I think people tend to, so a lot of people laugh because like, cause maybe I'm saying it like as a Canadian and not a, as a, as a Kristoff. Yeah. But, um, I think a lot of people think would see how that there'd be a lot of trouble with that. One of the, one of the, one of the good points that was brought up would be that, well, there'd be one person left out because you would have one person who's, who's not a biological parent to any of the two kids. Possibly. And in that case, yeah. I mean, you could just, I guess everyone will, then you just have three <laughs> and it would still, you'd still have all that, that team because it takes a village people. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the one thing that seems inherently difficult about that model to me is, but maybe it's just me cause, cause I'm me, but it's coordinating for adult lives. I mean, maybe it's something you have to start in your early 20s and then everybody just grows together or picks a city and lives in it. But like I have a hard enough time knowing just for myself where I'm going to be in two months, like physically, geographically, where I'm going to be in two months and what I can do. Yeah. And so and then when I have a relationship, it gets really hard to negotiate with another person like living together or... Well, that's just building it. some kind of stability. So, if there's four people, it seems really hard. But, but you're saying if you build, if you pick like a city and that's your base, then people can come and go. And there's well, four adults. To me, that's actually like what you, the point you bring up is actually would be one of the strengths. I don't know if this would work. Okay, and this probably I'm listening. Could not work. I'm listening. Yeah, that would be one of the strengths because in in a in a in a one on one relationship, and you as soon as you have kids. There's that the huge element of sacrifice, and it goes, and I think that's what seems to cause a lot of problems and a lot of tension in, in a in a in a relationship with just two people when they have kids. Is they it always inevitably every day it comes down to that compromise of well I've got to go do my thing, so you can't do your thing because you have to take care of the kids. Yeah, because it's just two people that are being thrown into a really difficult situation. Where I think it's unnatural. Uh, I think normally we're we are socialized and developed to have more than just one person to rely on to to raise a family with. That there is supposed to be something larger. But if you had two pair, if you had four parents, I think that problem would be close to eliminated because it's yeah. not like well I have to go do my thing. So then there's three other people that could help take care of the kids. Playing devil's advocate in this situation, yeah, you know that I love the idea, <laughs> but. One thing I notice about uh, families and people with children is all the nonstop. Uh, you can hear it. You can hear in my voice right now just how tiring I think it is. I'm like all oh, the nonstop negotiation about decisions to be made around the kids. So when you have four invested adults that care a lot about what the kids eating, what the kids playing with, where the kids going to go to school, who the kids' friends are. I mean, there's there's micro decisions that need to be made every day about children and i can imagine that trying to negotiate that with four people if, if that's what you're doing maybe you don't maybe you say two people are in charge of this kid two people are in charge of this other kid <laughs> M- major decisions and then other than that just keep them happy and alive but yeah. um i think that that could be really difficult at least i notice i notice in other relationships like a lot of tension when it comes to deciding things for the kids right and then and at least once you work it out it's only between two people so when you're dealing with more then you would suddenly have those yeah, for twice as many, obviously twice as much money, twice as much time resource, twice as much, uh, you know, ability uh, of different opinions, which could be good for the kids, but also difficult for the parents. Because I guess you would run into people, um, yeah, that a negotiation would suddenly have four people involved, which suddenly makes But maybe when you have four parents, you could just vote. <laughs> just vote. Just <laughs> roll it on. Democracy. Yeah. I just I would almost want to see more kids than parents in that scenario. 
only because now I'm starting <laughs> to think of like as a kid, maybe it would be awesome to grow up with four parents, but maybe it would be horrible. Because you'd be a complete constantly outnumbered. I don't. Yeah, just four authority figures. I don't have. I don't have the best relationship with authority figures. Right. You'd never be able. There'd always be some kind of eyes watching you. Maybe that's a good thing, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it would work. I just uh, I've seen the 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 one on one thing not work, and then I also think i guess just as a as a comedian and as someone who's traveling a lot i'm like i don't have enough money to raise like a kid or two <laughs> so why we just pool resources to pool resources in i mean it's yeah it was it really just a thought that landed in my head i think it has just as much of a shot of working as as two people um because i think as many of the the advantages that would be brought in uh that are added i'm sure they're also it would add uh, some disadvantages and complications but i think it might balance out so in the end uh, it would be something that you can do if you want uh, or not do. And it's probably going to work, has just as much chance of working out as it, as it is not. I think it's completely worth thinking about. I mean, worst case scenario, the family breaks up and the kid goes, lives with someone. And that happens to a lot of kids in traditional, traditional style family units. Anyway, half over half marriages of the marriages and not all of them have kids, but, yeah. um, you know, half of people who get married, get divorced. So. The, the number, the success rate wouldn't have to be that high for it to be comparable. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. The idea of, it seems that there's a lot of stress. Like once you have a kid and then suddenly it's like, oh, well, you can't go and live your life. You're not, you know, you have to make all these sacrifices. It, part of me feels like if you had more direct parents, and I would think you would split it up four ways and you just learn how to compromise, but then everyone's got, three months all four of you at least have three months where you could practically do anything not that you divvy it up like that and always leave for three months but (laughs) so funny it sounds really wrong yeah but at the same hand i'm like oh that sounds cool right yeah if you're traveling or need to tour you're like taking a break from the family yeah but everyone has that 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 amount of time where people are able to kind of do their own thing um i mean and also i mean i guess twice as much uh, problems, of course, you have twice as much the chance of, of people tend to, you know, be um, people who tend to stray, infidelity. Suddenly you've doubled that. Like one of those four people might might cheat on their significant other and that, how that would affect the relationship. Oh, I guess I just, I, I was just kind of assuming that no one was monogamous in that scenario. <laughs> but oh. I guess they could be. I guess they could oh, be. Oh, no. The, yeah. Maybe I should clarify. Yeah. For anyone listening. Like the idea is that then. It's two the, couples. Two couples that are totally monogamous. <laughs> yeah. That, that was, that's the the idea at least. But uh, but if, if, if there was a commitment to that family unit and uh, and someone were to 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 stray i feel like it would be up to the entire unit to just the other three to just like take that person and and <laughs> knock some sense into them yeah knock some sense into them even maybe not even through anger maybe like a giant group massage or something <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm just starting to sound like mind. a pervert i, I like it though yeah um i've always liked the idea i've always liked the idea of committing to someone this always seemed easier for me and maybe i'm crazy and maybe i have no not even maybe i'm a little bit crazy and i have issues but what i like the idea of is um like making a commitment to a partner and raising a family with someone with no or with like a sexual relationship not necessarily being a part of that right and then having sexual partners or getting sexual gratification outside of that yeah 
because I don't know, that's how my life has worked so far and maybe how it always will is that like sexual partners come and go. Yeah. Um, and that to me is really different than basing like a love long-term family style relationship. I know mm. that in society, everyone wants those two things together, but, but I don't think those two things are necessarily compatible or even worth or striving for together. Yeah. Does that actually work? Or yeah. Or, or is that really important to have that together or, yeah, or attainable. It's, the only it's, the only thing I've thought about, and I think I've heard this from Dan Savage somewhere. I think we were talking about this the other night too. Is that one thing sex does is um, kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Do, do, do. Relieve the pressure. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, relieve some of the stress that builds up in like running a small business, which is what having a family together is. Right. And then, you know, you, everybody gets annoyed and then you have sex. And you're like, oh, then you're bonded again and all the chemicals are going and you remember that you're in love and all those things. So I wonder what it would be like to have a family and, and possibly those pressures without a sexual connection to someone. Without that bonding. Yeah. But maybe bonding. you don't care. Maybe you run off and have sex with someone else and then come back and your eyes are still starry and you're all happy. But you'd probably be thinking about that person you had sex with. But you can invite them over for dinner. Then what's the other person doing there? Just hanging out, raising your kids. <laughs> oh, what a tangled web we have woven. No. <laughs> I feel like in that scenario, you and I were raising that uh, hypothetical family, and then I went off and had sex with someone, and you got all jealous. But yeah. what's the other person doing? Uh, yeah. Hanging out and raising my kids. Yeah, sure. Uh, silly. That's so funny. Yeah, I... No, I, I see that. For absolutely, you could have uh, that. Yeah, like that. That's right. Like we could get married and have it. So it's a it's a heterosexual male and a homosexual female <laughs> engaged in their relationships, but raising our own kid, and then we don't have any of the pressure of because because obviously you can release tension when you have sex with somebody, but it also every time. I've ever slept with a with a woman. It it seems to release all the hormones that cause a lot of complications. <laughs> the complication hormones. The complication <laughs> hormone. That's right. If you look that up in the science book, yeah. you can find it. Um, but it seems to like. Obviously, it adds that there, there's that bonding agent, but then comes that fear and anxiety, and and, and there's the jealousy and and. Um, but if you had two people who weren't attracted to each other necessarily sexually, um, raising a family, having all their own sex on the side, would that not simplify things? I don't know. Maybe. Yep. I feel like it would at least it would screen your sexual partners. Well, no, because they could just be sexual partners. They don't need to know about your whole life. But it would kind of screen the other people in your life already of if they're cool and open-minded or not. Because you'd be like, oh, hey, we could kind of have a relationship, but you should know. <laughs> like for me, I'm married to a man and we have a kid. It's not, <laughs> it's not like romantic or anything. But, yeah, yeah, but it works. Yeah, it could... Uh... You have the cooler story in that scenario. Because I just seem like someone who, who maybe is not sure what I want or I'm stuck in some straight marriage. But what I really want to do is be gay. And you get to be like, uh, I'm married to a lesbian. <laughs> it's it's a good cool? story. I, guess I think it, it's a good I guess, story. Is that objectively cool? It's not necessarily cool. <laughs> I don't know. But is it... And what, why does it make you seem like someone who doesn't know what you want? I don't know. Am I projecting and projecting too much? No, no. I think I think it's a gender. I think it's a gender role thing. Well, maybe, maybe because there are. I don't know. There are gay people that are stuck in 
marriages and then or straight marriages and then just like being gay on the side right whether they have their beards or uh yeah i've i mean i've met countless people in relationships um or people who are uh, who are fully divorced and have kids mm-hmm. and they're now gay or they've always been not now <laughs> always been gay but but ended up had a period where they were had a, in a heterosexual relationship and then and had a kid. Seems like everybody's trying out a bunch of different stuff. I so. think I, this is this is what I think is the way to do it for young people listening. People in their thirties are like completely unable <laughs> to make reasonable life decisions. Like you know this whole this whole thirty is the new twenty thing. Yeah. It, like my little joke about that is like that's just because no one can get their shit together. Like right. it's not really that thirty is the new twenty. It's that there's this whole generation of people that haven't made kind of long term life decisions they've, early, they've which all is fine. Been comforted into oblivion. Yeah, which is fine, but it's just different, right? But what I what I think people are doing, or what I've seen work that I think is amazing. It's like, go ahead and do it. Get married in your early 20s. Make it happen. Know that it's probably not going to last. Do all that. Have a kid when you're young and energetic, okay? Get divorced. Have part-time custody of your kid. Now you're like 30. You already got a kid. You've gotten that taken care of. You don't have to worry about um, your biological clock anymore. And you have half time of this kid. Now you're you're 30. You can go party with all your single, childless, 30-year-old friends every other weekend. (laughs) Or divorced friends every other weekend. You still have your kid and you don't have to watch him all the time. I think that sounds perfect. So get out there, young kids. Make it happen. Start getting married. So you can slack off later. And making babies. Because we do have to, we should talk about kids quickly, at least. Um, a few years ago, I've, I've been back and forth on the kid thing. I always thought right. I wanted them, but that's just mostly because I'm very good with them. Um, and everyone always told me like, oh, you should have kids. But Oh, yeah. Being good with someone, I don't know, it doesn't necessarily mean I should have them. Um, but you saw me flirting with that girl the other day in the uh, hamburger joint. Oh, flirting with <laughs> flirting, a two-year-old? Yeah. Flirting with a two-year-old. Yeah, I'm, I'm great with kids. It sounds horrible, actually. But we were making each other laugh and being friends. Oh, yeah. And that's just she me. She kept laughing, so you couldn't I stop. I just couldn't stop. So that's just me. I thought we were getting laughs. But um, I've been really back and forth. Like, I should have kids. And then like, no, I don't care. Like, yeah, I do care. And I think I'm back to a point where I'm like really willing to let it go if it doesn't happen i'm on no i'm on no path to making it happen right and if i run out of time which i probably will i don't mind i feel like i feel like my best chance of having kids is like 10 years from now when my career is in a more stable place and meet some young hottie and then she has kids maybe right yeah but i i I, I was painful for me to let go like a few years ago, you remember a completely dramatic breakup that I had, um, dramatic and traumatic and connected to that breakup a lot was this idea of family and kids. And that's why it was really hard for me to let go. So I'm like, and then I'm never going to have another chance. <laughs> yeah. But then once I let it go, it was really gone and I was happy with, with it and happy with the idea of not having kids ever. Yeah. I, I've been back and forth. I just never liked the idea that people's goals in life were to get married and to have kids. Yeah. Just because that that part is really, obviously, really easy. It's then the part afterwards, which takes a lot of work. And uh, to, to do even, you know, compar- comparably well. But I, uh, it's been, I've been back and forth, too. I would, I've been, pe- people have said I'd be a good father. I think I'd be a good one. I've worked in camps for, you know about a decade and after school programs same you know like you said work with kids well and 
you know, seem to respond uh, to them. But, but yeah, I also, I know I, like now I'm at a point where I would really like to have kids in the coming years, but I don't, I also would have to find someone to have kids with. It's crazy, right? Which, and I'm not just going to have kids to have kids. I need to find that person. And if that person doesn't come along, then I can't just suddenly have kids. So it could very well could not happen. Yeah. Because I have to wait. Unless, yeah, I don't know. But you have a good many years. I mean, like, dudes can have kids for a long time. And- yeah, they can. But they're they're finding out now that, like, older, uh, some studies are coming out where they're saying that autism uh, can be because of old sperm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, people, yeah, people's peak reproductive years are probably what, like well, 25? Was, <laughs> was it 18? Uh, actually, I guess it's personal, you know, for every, for everybody. But yeah, I guess, yeah, maybe my mid twenties was when I was having the best sex, which would indicate reproductive <laughs> peak. Maybe. Well, people are kind of in their biological prime around age 25. Right? Yeah. Mid twenties. That's the idea. Yeah, we discovered that that's the, the normal age. Yes, the normal age. Yeah, you're 25. You're normal. Because <laughs> we're older than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was telling. I, that's what it was. We were at this burger place, and I was like, "Look Webers at all these, look at all these kids." Okay, Weber's on Highway 11. Yeah, yeah. That's a good place Burgers. in Ontario. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, I was like, "Look at all these kids working here," and you're like, "I don't know if they're really kids or if we're just old." And I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right." And older. my friend Jess says. I was saying that once, like, I'm hanging out with all these 20-year-olds. It's so weird. They're so young. And she's like, no, they're not young. You're old. They're normal age. <laughs> she's yeah, they're in their 20s. They're normally aged. Normal age. Um, yeah. I. Uh, so I, there is that. Like, I still, I could obviously end up, if I want, in my 40s or 50s, I could have kids with a with a much younger woman, but that's a whole decision too. Is being with someone who's like a generation or so <laughs> younger than you, like, that. like that's a whole decision too. Like, am that's, I that guy? <laughs> yeah, or like, oh, so I'm having two kids then, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have a kid who's having a kid. This is great. <laughs> I take care of all of them <laughs> and tell them what VHSs were like. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I uh, certainly would like to start a family, but I. Also, not gonna just do it for doing its sake. I gotta. It would have to be with the right person. Just have to find the right lesbian to share a child with. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm probably. I might be too old by the time I'm ready. Yeah. Might have to be our friend Chantel Morostica. Hey. Does she want to have kids? I have no idea. I think. I think she. I think we might move in together. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We're all gonna. You're gonna move in too. We're, wanna, we're all gonna have a house. Too, yeah. I'm just gonna live in a house with as many lesbians as possible. <laughs> just till one of them gets point, pregnant. A family's gonna <laughs> just be created. <laughs> At some point, a family's gonna just form itself naturally uh, through inertia out of that, you know. Uh, and then we'll just start from there. If you weren't such a gentle and feminist soul, that would seem really creepy. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm just going to live with a bunch of lesbians till one of them gets pregnant. Oh no. Yeah. People, (laughs) as most people who are listening to this who don't know me, just think I'm a total weirdo now. Well, and I think that's a decent place to end it. You weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) So overall, how's your family? Um, overall, my family that I have is great. Um, doing well. You know, uh, and uh, the family that uh, to be, we'll just have to see in a couple of years. We'll see if um, I find the right lesbian. (laughs) 
follow me oh, at this Kristoff <laughs> on Twitter. I wanted to just stop it right there, but then you caught me snorting. I just want to be, if I find the right lesbian, click. Yeah. Um, follow him at this Kristoff on Twitter. And of course you only follow at Deanne Smith cause she's great. And buy my album <laughs> called Living in a House with Lesbians. <laughs> Slow Jazz. <laughs> which is the, the creepiest music I can think of. Slow Jazz. Yeah, the creepiest <laughs> music jazz. possible to go with to go with everything else. Everything's like, oh, this place seems cool. Oh, is he playing so slow you know what? jazz? We what are going to revisit this topic in one year. Um, okay. And we'll yeah. see where we're at. We'll have a house by then. And it may be it may be pumped with slow jazz. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. So tune in. One year from today. All right. Questionable at Best is available every Thursday at nomoradio.com. Check out the website to join in on the weekly Questionable at Best comment thread. Head over there. Talk about this stuff with us. Weigh in. Ask more questions. Answer questions. Get involved. Paint a fence. Make it happen. Join the community. I don't know if there's a community, you guys, and paint a fence is not a thing that people say, so I don't know why I just said it. But um, just go over there. I would love to continue this conversation with you. Support for the No More Radio Podcast Network comes from the Montreal Improv Theater. Check them out at montrealimprov.com. Our cool graphic was designed by Charlie Sneaker. Her work is on Instagram, charlie underscore design. That's Charlie with a Y. Do not be fooled. Our super sweet intro and outro music, which you're listening to right now, was composed by comic and renaissance man Mike Carosa. His Twitter is Mike Carosa. That's two R's, two Z's, two A's, although not sequentially. You'll figure it out. Also, I just said renaissance man. If you are listening in the UK, I say to you, renaissance man. I'm Deanne Smith. I have an internet presence. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you again next week. <laughs>